Blog Talk Radio. Target there is to go to the person that's going to be wide open. And in this matchup, 
everyone, even across the board, even the Carolina, even the Cardinals knew that Robert Tunyon, the tight end, was going to be Aaron Rodgers' main target, how he would want to go and hit that young man on some passes because he knew for, they knew for a fact that he could be a deadly weapon uh, for the Packers to help keep the Packers in this matchup to ultimately run the game. Now, the Packers did win this game, and a lot did come on early on for Robert Tunyon to be able to be found in this matchup. Now, the Cardinals had a, did a good job in double-teaming Robert Tunyon, especially when it was the red zone, um, when they had the red zone targets, the red zone opportunities for the Packers. In this matchup, Robert Tunyon had four, had caught three of his four targets for 49 yards. But his biggest play came on a pass play that he had caught for 33 yards. With two minutes and 41 seconds left in the third quarter, the Packers were facing second and six on their 46-yard line. Rodgers received the ball for snap and hit Tunyon a run across the middle in stride for 33 yards. But that's where the sad part comes in. When Robert Tunyon went down, he got down holding his knee, holding his knee and for the long, for the for a moment there, I said, okay, it looked like it may be serious, but we don't know. But he did get up on his own, and he walked off the field. Um, after a couple plays later, that's when we saw Tunyon walking back into the locker room with one of the trainers, and everyone was holding their breath, including myself, about his situation. When I saw him going back into the tunnel, I said, okay, well, he's not going to play no more tonight. Let's hope that it's just a sprain or something like that. Um, after, after the day, that's when everything came out that Robert Tunyon uh, had torn his ACL, and it was it was rough. But that night, you you can see the countenance on Aaron Rodgers' face, and also head coach Matt Lafleur's face, knowing that when Tunyon had went down, and that was something that pretty much shook the Packer Nation and everyone else, especially with Matt Lafleur for the comments that he had made after the game. "Quote: I am sickened. It is sickening for me as a coach." Bobby is a tough one to replace. He's a guy that's so versatile in terms of both the run game and the pass game. You know, as far as whether that's long-term, I do not know. But I am sick for him. I am sick for us. And just my heart goes out to him. I do not want to speak too much on this right now. I am sick for Bobby. He means so much to this team, end quote. It says a lot when you have a coach that can wear his, emotion, his, wear his emotions on his sleeve about his player. Now, at that time when he gave those quotes, he didn't know it was a torn ACL. Maybe he probably knew at that time it just didn't go public, but he definitely was heartbroken to see Robert Tunyon out for this season. Same here because I love covering this young man. He has all the talent in the world. He will eventually be in one of the elite tight ends in this league and to see someone coming from that process, watching him from the beginning, one knee down, head up, looking and dreaming to get to the NFL, talking to him after the workout and seeing that, saying some words to him, knowing that he was going to be something special in the NFL to actually see it unfold is definitely great. But this is not the end. Robert Tunyon definitely, definitely will come back next year stronger, faster, healthier, everything that you expect him to be, I think that he will come back. And I believe that this also was a contract year for him but I don't think he has to worry about contract. I don't think he has to worry about money because he has already proven to be a viable tight end in the National Football League. So definitely want to see, you know, Robert come back 100% next year. Looking forward to seeing him in 2022 season when he'll come back, raise the rock and roll, and get down. Now, that was the biggest story in terms of the NFL Regional Combine uh, platform in Week 8. Now we're going to jump into – some other legends, some other players, some Pro Bowl players that had a decent showing through uh, week eight, week eight of the NFL uh, regional combine. Now you listen to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL starting tomorrow today. Now, Minnesota Vikings going up against the Dallas Cowboys in the Sunday night matchup definitely was one of those matchups going in, knowing that both teams needed this win. You know, both teams knew they wanted, you know, to get on track, especially knowing they were just fresh off their bye week, want to come in and make a statement because they know from here on out it's nothing but a straight, straight run towards the playoff season. So both these teams knew how important this game was. 
and of course, Adam Thielen, Pro Bowl wide receiver, and C.J. Ham, fullback, who's also was a, a Pro Bowler as well. Came into this game looking sharp. Adam Thielen was all over the place. Adam Thielen led the team in receptions and receiving yards. He led the team with six receptions and had 78 receiving yards. And he was the only one that posted the score, the touchdown, for the Vikings in this matchup. When the first quarter, with 11 minutes and 55 seconds on the clock, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins received the ball from snap from shotgun formation from the Cowboys' 20-yard line. He checked down to his left, and then next thing you know, he targeted the ceiling on a crossing pattern for a 20-yard touchdown. That was an uh, awesome pass that he threw to um, Adam Thielen, so good that Adam Thielen pretty much just walked right into the end zone. And that was pretty much one of the biggest passing plays that the Cowboys gave up in that game, I mean, that, in that matchup. And so that, uh, Adam Dillon was able to haul in another touchdown on the season as he continued to build up. Ham, solid fullback, catch the ball very well, had a couple catches in this game, did a lot of his dirty work blocking. Dalvin Cook was definitely, definitely, you know, in his stride that night as he was picking up yards. But C.J. Ham was definitely laying the pathwork, laying the pathway for him to be able to get some yards, some good yards in this matchup. So these guys definitely stepped up. And newcomer, actually newcomer, the punter for the Vikings, Jordan Barry. Yes, Jordan Barry, he, he's been with the Steelers ever since he, he came into the NFL, I believe it was in 2015. Been that solid punter, uh, was released. Um, coming into this season, but he immediately found the job with the Vikings, not a surprise. Jordan Barry was was solid in this matchup. Off six attempts, three of his punt attempts landed inside the 20. I mean, it landed inside the 10-yard line. Knowing how Jordan Barry understands the importance of field position, so he definitely helped put his defense in situations where he had to force the Cowboys to have to go the distance of the field at least on three different occasions. And for the Vikings to have some success with that, you know, the Cowboys still managed in some instances still get the ball down the field, which was just a good play, and then they're saying what Cooper rushed his first play um, as a first starting situation for the Dallas Cowboys, had a big game for those guys, and also what Rush was able to do if he could not put the Cowboys in the end zone with a touchdown. He did put Greg Zerline, another pioneer from the NFL Regional Combine, in situations where he was able to make manageable field goal attempts. So that was really, really good on his part to be able to get the ball down the field to make sure that the Cowboys could still somehow put points on the board. And Greg Zerline did not disappoint in this matchup as he made all his field goals in this case, in this game. Now that wraps up for what happened in that matchup. But there was another game that was really good, too, showing out the platform with some talented players there as well. And we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Great, great matchup. Kenny Moore, I've been talking about him, you know, all season long, really showing that he's, he's trying to push forward if he can get that spot for the Pro Bowl. No, ultimately he want to get to the Super Bowl, but the Pro Bowl is definitely where he's trying to get to. In the first quarter with eight minutes and one second on the clock, that's when we had Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill taking the ball under center, fake pump, actually fake a handoff, and then went through his progression, but kept his eyes in the middle of the field. And then when he was ready to leap the pass, targeting A.J. Brown, that's when we saw Kenny Moore jump the route, intercepted the pass, and took it up for a 32-yard return, which helped set up the Colts' second touchdown of the day. So in that matchup, we saw the way how Kenny Moore had stepped up finishing with six tackles, and then on the other side of the ball, Nick Westbrook Aquina. He had his second touchdown of the season, based off a 17-play drive to start the third quarter on a five-yard touchdown pass on an inside slant for Ryan Tannehill. Solid, solid matchup in week eight. We're going to take a quick pause. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about what to expect for week nine of the NFL, and then we'll talk about some more players to watch out. For, for the uh, for the 2022 NFL season, make sure you guys still stay locked in. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News and um, the Bachelor News Radio Network. All right.
Okay, folks, here we go. We know how everything is laid out on Friday when we when we feature artists, when we feature artists' album on Fridays from 5 to 5.30. This week, we have the one and only India Ivory. India Ivory is a talented artist. Remember, I remember when she first started. Now, I have to admit, when she first came out, you know, I was not the biggest fan of India Ivory because I thought that she was trying to be a little too deep. But when I started to listen to her music a little bit more, I said, okay, she was on to something. She was on to something. You know, she was definitely was one of, you know, definitely one of the best artists that we have ever seen in R&B, smooth jazz sound, really like her. I know that she was kind of matched up with Alicia Keys, but they, but they were two different artists for two different types of listeners, and she definitely made a niche in the music land. So if she ever hear this, India, I apologize. I was just late to the show. But in the IRE, definitely one of the best to ever do it. Make sure you check her out today here on a bachelornews.airtime.pro on 5 to 5.30 as our featured artist album of the day. And then Sunday nights from 8 to 12, make sure you listen to the Whispering Sound where you'll hear some nice slow jams through this great site at the bachelornews.airtime.pro. And we're back. Thank you for tuning in. Staying locked in on a Locker Talk podcast on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of today tomorrow. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And make sure you guys always stay locked in on the BachelorNews.airtime.pro where you can check this show out at the times that it's presented. Okay, now, here we go. Week 9 of the NFL. Yes, yes, week 9 of the NFL. It's, you know, almost near that halfway point. I'm so glad we have an extra game because now – it seems as though the season every year seems like it's just gone, just going just way, way, way too fast. But however, some solid, solid matchups to watch out for. And we're going to start off with this. And I tell you, something you guys probably don't expect or or or, or realize, but we actually have a, a kicking duel. Yes, a kicking duel from the platform this weekend. And I was talking about two good kickers that came through the process, one of them that's really, really under the radar, a really talented punter, I mean, um, um, kicker, who is actually a Super Bowl champion. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Brian, uh, Brandon McManus, kicker for the Denver Broncos when they go up against the Dallas Cowboys. Greg Zerline, yes, we just got finished talking about him and how he performed against the Minnesota Vikings in week eight. But in week nine, this game here will come – some kicks. Now, we know that, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater, solid quarterback for the Denver Broncos, that Prescott reported to be able to be available for this game. So, we're going to see the quarterback throwing the ball in this matchup. Dallas is back home. Denver had to worry about the inclement weather. So, this ball is going to be slung around a lot in this matchup. But it's going to come down to some kicks. Both their kickers is going to be ready in this matchup. It's going to be one of those games that all every point is going to count as Denver is still trying to fight for not just a playoff spot, but at the same time fight for a division win. The Dallas Cowboys pretty much have their division a lot, and the playoff pitch is already pretty much set and clear for them knowing that their division is not the strongest. But it's going to come down to kicking. Which kicker is going to keep their team in contention? Which kicker perhaps probably could kick the game winner? Both players, both kickers from the process, Brandon McMahon. This year, only missed one field goal. Out of, thir- out of 14 attempts, he had made 13. But he's perfect on his extra point with 16. With Greg Zerline, 23 attempts, made 21 of his field goals. Started off the season a little rough, but he's on fire right now. Just keep your eyes on this kicking matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys. We have Brandon McManus, Super Bowl champion, Brandon McManus, going up against Greg Zerline, who went to the Super Bowl but did not win it thanks to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Oh, that's another story for another day. Okay, moving right on. We have not had a Brandon Zilcher signing in a while last couple of weeks. Talk about one of the wide receivers for the Carolina Panthers. Waiting to see what's going to happen in this game when they go up against the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are hot. They're starting to come along. They're starting to develop their identity as we expect them to be. Defense, running the ball, good young quarterback there who I believe is going to be rookie of the year, and, uh, and Mac Jones really starts to really show that he is moving forward and his progression and really showing that he's going to be a legitimate quarterback 
uh, for a while. We believe in this draft class that he's the better quarterback, you know, in this draft class, and I think that he's in the right place at the right time. But you're not pulling for New England. You're pulling for the Carolina Panthers players because they do have um, the regional combine players on there. Now, New England do have Cody Davis, where he's primarily on special teams. Would not be surprised if he make uh, make a, a, a signing with blocking some kind of field goal or punt. He's just definitely one of those good regional combine leaders there. And with the Panthers, Sam Franklin having a great year. Let's see what he's going to do. Brevian Roy, defensive tackle, he's still having himself a great year. Let's see if these guys can continue this through this matchup with the New England Patriots. Now, Baltimore is going to host the Minnesota Vikings. Here we go. Minnesota Vikings, they're going to be in for a battle, going to be in for a treat because this they're going against a very physical team. They're going to need Darvin Ham. I mean, I think my fault. They're going to need C.J. Ham to continue, continue to land the, the wood against the defensive players, and they're going to need him heavily so that Darvin Cook can be able to have some lane against this defense. Now, the Ravens' defense is not the type of defense that they have um, been accustomed to as they last in the passing game, which means – that Kirk Cousins should have a decent game against them, knowing that Adam Thielen is going to be out there. I really think that the Minnesota Vikings is going to really come out on fire against Baltimore. Let's watch out to see what Adam Thielen is going to do. We know that he's going to come to play. Let's see with C.J. Ham how physical he's going to have to be against that Ravens um, front seven, and also Jordan Berry. Like I said, with the um, Pittsburgh Steelers for several years, he know the atmosphere in Baltimore. His play is going to come out really good. It's going to be needed in the punting game as they know that they have to put Lamar Jackson, these guys, in long situations, which will create opportunities for mistakes and for stops because you're going to have to put Lamar Jackson at home, and that building is electric. So definitely stay tuned and locked in for what those players are going to do from the platform. And then Tennessee Titans, Los Angeles Rams, Sunday night game. Westbrook Katina, here we go again. Knowing that King Henry, Derrick Henry, is going to be out for some time, and we know that that's brought in Agent Peterson uh, for the Titans. Now, he will get some playing time, but perhaps we don't know. That's still up in the air. I know you got signed to the practice squad, but he's going to eventually play. Tennessee Titans are going to need to help. They will need the help from that passing game, short passes to, you know, to be equivalent for a running game. Can Westbrook Atina be one of those pieces in the passing game? to be able to help the Titans sustain some form of a running attack against the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams will come in hot, knowing that they've got Vaughn Miller on, on the edge. He's coming in hot. He's in shape. He's ready to go. So they're going to have to find some ways to get the ball out of Ryan Tan's hands, um, hands quick, quick hitches, quick slant passes. All these things are going to be able to help Tennessee. Let's see what Akina can do in this matchup as he will look, be looked to help with that running game. Now, folks, that's what we got to watch out for for week nine of the NFL. And as my promise, talking about players from the good old, oh, the players to watch out for for the 2022 season. We went through the running backs, went through pretty much uh, some of the um, receivers. So we'll go through the rest of the receivers, and we're gonna rest, and then try to get to some quarterbacks and try to try to get through some good old. Um, Offensive lineman. Matter of fact, we did go through the uh, receivers. Let's go to the quarterback. Now, Harris. Now, this guy has a funny last name, so bear with me. Eric. Eric Bartony from Eastern Washington. Six foot, 200 pounds. Yes, he's on the short side of things, which may count against him to some degree. But as far as if he's going to be an NFL quarterback, that's debatable. But for the position that he is playing, he's very poised, very intelligent, has quarterback savvy, great touch, especially in tight situations. He's mobile accurate, means that he can throw the ball while he's in running, while he's running the ball. He does a really good job in building, throwing the ball on the rope. Solid mechanics in the pocket. Extend plays. Manipulates the pocket very well with his arm and his mobility. Very strong, agile, instinctive, solid anticipation, good vision and awareness, reads coverages and defensive scheme very, very well. 
confident patient, and he does not force his throws. That means that he definitely makes sure that he do not put his team in situations where they can actually actually fall off and or put their team in a situation where they will lose. So this young man is definitely one of those solid players. But I would say for the small school guys, watch out for Bailey Zippy from Western Kentucky. He actually transferred from Houston Baptist. Uh, had my eyes on this young man last year. One of the many players that transferred, uh, took the opportunity to transfer during this COVID-19 situation. So Bailey Zippy from Western Kentucky, solid player. 16, 185 pounds. He did put a little bit more weight. I think he's a little round around 190 now. But I always have to say that he definitely has next-level talent on. That he, he definitely next-level. He has the um, He can make all the throws. He can make all the throws, period. He has great – he definitely has great power coming out of the ball. The velocity that comes through his throws is amazing. Big arm talent, solid deep ball thrower with touch. He protects his pass catcher, meaning that he is not going to throw the ball too high, too far out. When he throws the pass to his catchers, they know for a fact that they're going to be protected don't have to worry about nothing being wild, and they also will put them in a situation where they won't get their head taken off. That's how you protect the catches, folks. Got to make sure you know the three balls. I'll talk about the three balls later on down the road. He'll throw the ball very well in traffic. He's a complete packet, I mean, a complete pocket passer. Now, I can see him running all the way around and sending plays with his legs all the time, but he is a traditional pocket passer, very agile. Reads coverages very well. Very calm and calculated. Solid mechanic. Aggressive when need. Make good judgments. And again, like I said, he can make all the throws. Especially, especially that backside shoulder passes. He is amazing with that. Solid pocket awareness. Always have his head, always have his eyes on the clock. Actually have a clock in his head and know when to get rid of the ball and when to makes the play that he needs, have a good feel, and he reacts to pressure extremely well. It's like he's not phased from the moment with the pressure. So definitely, Brandon, I mean, uh, Bailey Zippy from Western Kentucky, watch out for that young man. Now, this young man right here, I would say Rogan Wells from Western Carolina, 6'3", 210 pounds, a complete pro-style quarterback, adjusts his passes accordingly, great velocity on his passes, Get the ball out quickly, have a quick release, good feet in the pocket, strong hands, very patient. Read through his progressions very well, good touch on the deep ball. Leads his wide receiver very well, throws his wide receivers open. Great anticipation, solid awareness, awareness, and he also controls the huddle very, very well. He actually transferred from Valadero State, taking up that opportunity to go to another school. And last, Davis Alexander from Portland State. He's 5'11", 200 pounds. I do not see him becoming an NFL quarterback, but he definitely doesn't have a place in the league because he definitely has talent to watch out for. I can break down his um, his um, his skill set. So he's very tough, very elusive, gutty, very mobile, great, great high IQ. Don't force the play. Throw the ball on the road. Hit his receivers in the open. Throw them open. Solid pocket awareness. Don't have happy feet. That's his attribute, attribute as a quarterback, but he definitely have a skill set to play in the NFL because he definitely have good hands. I believe he definitely have a wide receiver background. Okay, folks, that's the show today. Thank you so, thank you so much for tuning in to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Sports.com. And you guys, you guys can always – Go to the site at LockerDashboard.com. Check out everything, all the exclusive content on the NFL that you will not see anywhere else. Follow me on all my social handles on Twitter, Locker underscore report, on Instagram, LockerReport100, on Facebook, LockerReport.com. And also check out the Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook. Go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, Locker Talk Podcast. But make sure you guys go to TheBachelorNews.AirTime.Pro to check this show out at its local time, I mean, at its scheduled time. Y'all ain't not. He's ready to go. Here we go, folks. Make sure you stay locked into Yanni. She's killing it on the Dope and Dime show. Make sure you guys stay tuned. She's always saying something that will make you think 
That's why I like the show. So everyone stay locked in. The only nine. But those are die. Everyone stay blessed. Talk to you guys next week when we talk about week 10 and the preparing for week 11. Everyone stay blessed.
Hey, what's up? I love your hair. How do you? And this will drive an, an, an introverted person crazy. <laughs> Since meeting people halfway, if you're a person that likes to go out a lot and they don't, that's something that you want to try and meet them halfway. So um, we talked about matching life goals. If it's somebody that is okay in set with just being a teacher's assistant for the rest of their life and you have goals, you're doing, you know, maybe you're in school or maybe you're hustling trying to get a business together, if your um, life paths are not matched, that's something that you want to be aware of too because, I mean, that could become a clash later on. I personally am busy a lot, so having someone that is also busy is helpful because they have their own goals and mindsets ahead of them. They're not always asking me, what do you do? I'm hustling, I'm working, I'm doing something, almost always, okay? So that's something, I mean, that will absolutely become a, a marker of re- resentment later. So not necessarily a red flag as far as, oh, they're a bad person, but definitely a red flag if this relationship may not work, okay? And definitely we talked briefly about value. Like, does your, do, do you guys have the same values as far as money is concerned? Do you have the same values as far as time is concerned? Like, my time, my time is my money. We already said this. I'm, I'm very, very busy. Um, so if I give you my time, I really, really like you. But definitely how you handle money. Like, if you have a 401K and they don't even have a checking account, there's going to be some problems later on with their relationship, definitely. Uh, talked about children. Children is something that you want. Because if they're not ready or they don't want children, and you do, you want to, you might want to have that conversation because that's going to be a real stressor if, if an accident happens. And accidents do happen. I don't care what anybody says. You can definitely try to plan and be as, as responsible as you want to, but sometimes accidents just happen. And if you guys have not had that conversation, that could be really stressful. That could be really ugly, okay? And definitely, what are your views on abortion? I am absolutely pro-life, but for myself, I'm sorry, I'm, pro, I'm pro-choice. I made that backwards. I'm pro-choice. I am all for everybody else's right to choose to do whatever it is that they want to do with their body. However, for myself and my, my own, I'm pro-life. If things happen, things happen, and we're going to make that, you know, we're going to make the best of it. So that's definitely something that you want to have a conversation about with people because everybody everywhere is different. I get on to people a lot on post when they start generalizing, like, oh, all women are, you know, money-seeking. No, not all women. A lot of women got their own bags, okay? Um, all men are dogs. No, not all men. I know a lot of good husbands, good fathers, good men. It's not all. We tend to generalize, and that's not fair because not everybody is the same. We all have differences, and that's, that's the one thing that I want to make sure that we get across. Um, <clears throat> not everybody is the same, and not even all red flags are the same. But communication is something that we need to talk about, okay? Um, if the person that you are dealing with, and you have asked them, of course, because I'm a big proponent of this. You've heard this on my show a couple of times. If you have asked them, what did you learn from your last relationship and everything that they say is against the other person, that is something that you want to be very clear that they are not taking any accountability for their actions in the relationship. And that is a huge red flag. You, Even you, you should sit down and think about your last relationship. There are obviously things that the other person did wrong because you would still be with them otherwise. But what did you do? What could you have done differently? I was a big baby. I'm I'm a brat, 100% to my heart. I'm a brat, okay? I had to come to that realization and be honest with myself that sometimes when I don't get my way, I pout or I'll shut down or I'm feisty about it. So definitely these are things that you want to – Know about yourself and know about the other person, okay? And that did not sit well in our relationship. It just didn't. So one of that was one of the reasons that um, my relationship fell apart. There were other reasons, obviously, of course, but that is one of the biggest things. And I always want you guys to be safe. Now, uh, <laughs> when I am starting to date someone, I will absolutely get their name and run them on um in, in Oklahoma, it's the OSCN dot, uh, network where you can see open cases or arrest warrants or closed cases um, for the person. Now, 
a lot of people get mad at me because they think there's lightweight stalking. I, I, I have, um, I, I have to protect myself, and it's important that you protect yourself. It is okay to do your research on someone if you have a general concern, and especially if you're getting ready to entangle your life with somebody. Check them out. If they didn't tell you about it, ask them about it. I mean, it's not necessarily a, a, a shut it down if there's something wrong, but definitely it is. Um, make sure that you have a conversation about what you find and why it is they did not feel safe enough telling you about it, okay? And do a Facebook check. I know. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't have Facebook. And then I've, I've actually found people who said they didn't have Facebook to have a Facebook page. Do a Facebook check. Look on there. You can find out a lot of things that people don't tell you on their Facebook. And I know um, I'm encouraging you to kind of do a little sensing, but if your heart is worth it to you, if this person is, is, is a good person to me, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that, but that's okay. To generally check out somebody before you guys get invested to me is okay. So once you're in a relationship, snatching phones and uh, looking at text conversations, if you have to do that, you are probably not in the right relationship. So that, to me, might be a thing. So that's, there's a difference between the two, okay? So now listen, um, for me, I require a lot of attention. And if somebody is absolutely too busy, it takes like three seconds to send, you know, a text. And if you don't get a text from somebody within 24 hours, they are not successful, and you need to move it along, okay? Um, neglect is one of the big things that actually um, ruins relationship and ends relationships. If people do not meet you in a, in a compassionate and, and passionate manner at least once or every once a day, that's going to be a problem. Because here's the thing, those of us who do have neglect issues, those of us who do have abandonment issues, it drives us absolutely crazy. <laughs> if you were, yeah, if I don't hear from you, if we're in the talking phase and I don't hear from you within 24 hours, we're probably done. And you probably won't hear from me again. I'll be nice, hey, how you doing? When you decide to text again, but I'm probably done. Because, again, it takes three seconds to say, hey, what's thinking about you texting on you? How was your day? Those of us with abandonment issues, we need that. Those people with anxiety, that's definitely a thing. If you if you are dating someone and you know that they have anxiety, please send that text out because overthinking will allow them to create scenarios in their head that don't, may not even exist. So you want to be clear and in, 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 in about those things. And if you have anxiety and somebody is tra trailing you along with one or two texts or, or lacking texts and lacking checking on you, then that might be something because you don't have to put up with that. If you're not the priority, something else is. And I need you to understand that you are not a burden. You are a priority. And you should be a priority for someone who is seeking to be with you. That part is real. Huntington Crossroad, I hope you internalize that stuff. So October is actually Domestic Violence Month. And so I did a show yesterday with um, uh, L.A. The Bachelor, and it was a good conversation. And so we have not addressed the uh, uh, red flag for abuse. Now, these can go anywhere from the beginning of the relationship to the middle, because I will tell you that I was in, within my relationship for at least seven years before it became violent. And it wasn't something that I was aware of, okay? Physical abuse, obviously, is, is, is a no-brainer. If that is happening within, you know, or you see uh, symptoms of that within the first couple of um, interactions with your, the guy that you're speaking, then, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Do not shut it down. It's got, you cannot because it is almost as, it, it's kind of like, Setting yourself up to be abused. You, you cannot change them. They have to be willing to change themselves. And it is something that I'm 100% a proponent of. I am actually a survivor. So this is something that um, is near and dear to my heart. I will always speak out for those people who are being um, victimized. Okay? So um, there is a fallacy within the community that thinks that um, physical abuse is just is, is the only thing that's in domestic violence. That's not true. 
mental abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, financial abuse. That's the thing. These things are absolutely a a problem within some of our communities, okay? Um, Do we see these memes about, oh, my God, it's tax time, and, uh, yeah, that's funny, up until it happens to you. So these things, I mean, even psychological abuse and, and, and stalking. No, not the stalking like you check checking somebody out. But stalking is, and they didn't even tell you where they worked in, and you, you didn't even tell them where you worked in, and they show up. That's the problem, okay? That these are things that you want to definitely be on the lookout for because it might be a potential problem. So before we get really, really into this conversation, let's talk about um, our, <laughs> my host, the Bachelor News Radio Network, and let's pay the man. I do want to let you know that they have Feature Album Friday, and today is artist is Music Soul Child. Listen, he's been to our, our city at least twice. And um, his stuff is, is so mellow, so smooth. It is absolutely, I mean, all of it is just really cool. I used to, at work, and when I used to work for Soul Touch Care, I would put it just on Music Soul Child, and it would play through his playlist, and it would be easy to work to. Uh, it, uh, yeah. I can't say enough about music so child. It's so mellow, so cool. The neo soul thing is definitely my thing. Um, so if you are interested in checking that out, it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central. Um, the, at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Again, thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Bachelor is spelled B-A-C-T-H-E-L-O-R. So thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And also there's Whisper Softly. And it's something that I kind of every night, um, actually, Sunday through Friday, they don't play it on Saturday. But Sunday through Friday, um, I will put it on in my house and we'll just kind of vibe to it um, as we're wrapping the house up. And what it is is kind of like the version of the quiet storm. It's the old stuff, the good stuff. Listen. And if you want to check that out, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And I hope you guys check that out because it's, it's a good time. If nothing else, it's Mellow Vibes. So, and I love Mellow Vibes. Listen. But. I do want to bring attention to the fact that it is eh, almost Halloween, and this is my spooky season. I am a spooky chick, let's say, okay? So I hope you guys stay safe out there this weekend. Um, the new, do something fun. And, and I'm wishing you guys all to be safe and responsible as you're moving throughout your, you know, day because, of course, uh, we just we just get wrapped up a full moon. And, you know, things are just still kind of jittery. We also wrapped up Mercury in retrograde, so eh, it's just a little bit jittery. So let's allow um, some of these things to kind of be mellow, be easy. If you see that you can avoid an argument, do so, okay? So let's talk about some of the warning signs that somebody might be, might be, and again, might be an abuser, Okay. And adult, again, don't just mean physical abuse. I mean mental, emotional, which, again, I've said before, mental and emotional abuse are actually worse to me than physical abuse. Physical abuse has emotional strings with it because, of course, you don't expect the person that you love to be um, uh, to hurt you. But men- mental abuse and ver- um, verbal abuse and emotional abuse, the wounds that last almost throughout your life. And unfortunately, there can be triggers that will send you right back into a, a state of panic. So wounds heal, scratches, cuts, bruises, they do heal. But emotional scars stay forever, and sometimes you have to be aware of that. If you have been a victim or are a survivor of domestic violence, please make sure you understand that there are triggers that can send you right back into your panic state. So please be gracious with yourself when you're dealing with people um, because not everybody is your abuser. Not everybody is. There are people who care for you, and sometimes we can get into an angered state, and it feels just like what that abuse really means that it is, okay? So that whole statement that I am not your ex, that's a range truth. But let's talk about some of the warning signs that um, – we have when it comes to uh, abusive relationships. One of the number one is extreme jealousy. If you're within your relationship and somebody's extremely jealous, like you can't talk to your work friends, that's a problem. You want to kind of check that out. Possessiveness over you. They start isolating it. 
They start making sure that, you know, where you go, they know where you go. And if you're there, they don't want you to go anywhere without them. Possessiveness. You are a thing to them. You're not a person. Because you don't know what sets them off. So you're walking on eggshells. And that definitely is is a huge warning sign. Some other warning signs is that they're bad-mouthing other people. And and they do what I call the nasty nice the nasty nice comments. Like, okay, so for instance, I got one for you. Um, so say you wear red and your mate says, Oh, my mom says only whores wear red. But you look nice. That's a nasty nice comment. That's a slick, underhanded way to tell you that you look like a whore. And it's not that those types of comments are not okay. So when you do that, I, when you experience that, you want to make sure you just take a mental note that this might be something that you may have a problem with later on in life. If they try to isolate you, keep you to themselves, that's a red flag as well. If they, you can't go anywhere without them, that's the problem. If they can't be by themselves, they have to have you with them, that's the problem too, okay? Those mood swings, the lashing out and gaslighting you, those are obviously definite gaslight, uh, definite warning signs that you want to be careful with who it is that you're dealing with. Okay, so if you're dealing with somebody who has, okay, so this is strictly for women. Um, if you are dealing with somebody who has gender roles, the antiquated gender roles, like women, you know, or or actually men, this could be for men too. If you have those antiquated gender roles like of what is expected of women or what is expected of men in a relationship. This could be a problem later on, especially if you, you're, again, if you're not aligned with those same goals. If a man expects you to always be in the kitchen that's, <laughs> and you don't like to cook, that's going to be a problem later on, love, okay? Um, forced sex, just because you're dating them, does not mean that you are obliged. You, they can take sex whenever they want to. It does not mean the same thing. For sex, if your partner, you know, um, or if they withhold sex as a weapon, mm, that could be a warning sign as well, okay? Sabotage of your birth control. Ooh, God, this is getting into some deep stuff, okay? And controlling all of the finances, this is what really gets a lot of people. Um, we talked about the LGBTQ plus community, um, and we also talked about women um, because, unfortunately, and guys, I'm sorry about this, but um, if someone is controlling all of the purse strings, it is harder for someone to get out of a um, relationship. Do not allow someone to take total control of your finances, not your mate. And I do understand trust, but you need to have some control over yourself because this is how they keep you. You have no access to your own money. That's a problem. It's going to be a problem if you try to leave, okay? Definitely these scars, the scars from emotional abuse, they last longer. The scars from financial abuse last longer. The scars from verbal abuse last longer, okay? And what I mean by that is it takes years to get you to help to a space where you're back to loving yourself. So if somebody, he, Elliot posed the question, is there a difference between having an argument where somebody explodes and they say some really ugly stuff and somebody who is verbally abusive to you? Is somebody yelling at you verbal abuse? Yes. Does that make them a verbal abuser? No. What I mean by that is if there is a person who always tells you you're not worth it, you know, you're, you should be glad I love you. You're lucky to be with me. No one else will ever want you like this. That's emotional and verbal abuse because they're setting you up to stay, and they're setting you up to feel like no one else will want you and you have nowhere else to go. And this is, this is one of those things that I want to make sure that we are clear on. Definitely you have worth. Do not believe what everybody else tells you, okay? If they use your words against you, that is definitely a sign that you need to get out, okay? They're dismissive of your feelings all the time. And I don't mean every a little bit of time. I mean all the time. Then that's something that you want to get out of, okay? Trust your intuition, okay? Some people may say 
and I and I I know I just said this, but I want you to be clear. If your intuition is telling you that this is not a good space to be in, trust it. And if they use the line, hey, don't punish me for somebody else's fault, then you want to sit back and reflect. I always say if you're in a relationship and you're not sure that you should be there, write out a list, write out the pros and cons. This is what makes me happy about this person. This is what does not make me happy about this person. And weigh them, okay? Um, if somebody, they make you happy every time you walk in, but they call you a name when you leave, that's, you have to balance those. Write your list. See which list is longer. If, definitely, if, okay, well, um, they take care of me but I feel worthless. One of them is bigger than the other. Feeling worthless, feeling helpless, that, those are definitely warning signs that you need to get out, okay? So definitely I, I don't want to, this is such a dark show. Oh, I hate it, but I do want to make sure that we address some of these things and make sure that you guys are at least on par with what's going on. Love should not exist in fear, okay? Love should not exist in fear, Um and I want to make sure that you understand that we are, the reason why we have these relationships is to learn from them. Somebody is either going to be a lesson to you or they're going to be a blessing to you, okay? So obviously the lesson comes at a price. They hurt your wallet. They hurt your backside. They hurt your emotions. They hurt your fear. Some of them hurt you, okay? Learn the lesson that you need to learn from that relationship and move on that is the reality. That is the realness of it, okay, so that you can choose better in the next relationship. And I go back to say <clears throat> that you do need to take time to assess what is the, to be learned because if you do not learn the lesson, you're going to pick the same person with a different face. You're going to pick the same relationship with a different person, and that's not what you want. You want to grow forward and move forward. You want to find your soulmate. You cannot find it being stuck in your wounds. You've got to start healing. You've got to start getting yourself together. So a number one thing that I always tell people to do is make sure that you set your boundaries. And if somebody gets mad because of the boundaries that you have set, like if you say, I, at this time I need you not to call because I'm doing my radio show, <laughs> and they call anyway, because they can, that is they're violating your boundaries. And you have to reset them, sometimes lovingly, because, you know, not all people mean to be that way. But definitely keep your boundaries tight. Make sure that you set them. Make sure that you, because your boundaries are what keep you as a person intact, okay? Um, and people who do not respect them, usually people who refuse to respect them, okay? You are worthy of love, and you are worthy of a real love. And I'm saying this to everybody. I always feel like there's a person for everybody out there. You do not necessarily have to stay in a relationship that makes you feel less than. You do not have to stay in a relationship that makes you feel like you are nothing. And you do not have to stay in a relationship where you feel like you are the burden. You are not a burden, okay? Now, I do say to be gracious. Absolutely be gracious to the people that love you but you are not a bird. So I do want to end this show with a, I'm going to give you three affirmations that can actually just be said as one. Um, my past does not determine my future. My past does not determine my future. I deserve real happiness, real happiness, and I deserve real love. Again, I deserve real love. So my past is not the time in my future. I deserve to be happy, and I deserve real love. So that's my time, guys. Again, this is a really dark show, and I'm so sorry, but I did not want to leave, let this month pass without addressing domestic violence. I am a survivor, so if you ever have a situation that you feel like you're in um, and you need to get help, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Or you can do 1-800-787-3224. I'm sending you love, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope to wish you a wonderful week right here on the Bachelors Radio Network. Sometimes we fall in love.